you been thinking it's time to rebuild yourself? We've all been through hard times, but what matters in the end isn't what you've been through, but how you move through it. People don't realize how important healing actually is. To start to really heal on your journey, I have created a nine-week online course designed to help people who want to take that first step into healing their wounds. It helps you to see where your wounds are in order to stop them from continuing to influence your life. This is your chance to begin learning the important life skills to lead a healthier, happier life. So sign up today on my website. All the links are below. And you guys, this is so, so important. So please take advantage of this opportunity and you can do it at your own pace and you have it available to you for six months. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining me for another video. We're going to talk about being a highly sensitive person. I think that this is way more common than people think. And if you at all resonate with being someone who's highly sensitive, then you understand that we are the minority. We're not the majority of the population, but we are still a significant chunk of people. And so it's really important to understand who you are and how to really learn how to take care of yourself on the best levels possible. So let's talk about highly sensitive people. Let's talk about why you're struggling sometimes with your sensitivities and the things that you can do to make sure that you feel your absolute best. Now, being a highly sensitive person is a beautiful gift, but it also requires a certain type of knowledge and maintenance so you can take care of yourself and feel your absolute best. And unfortunately, we don't live in a world that really shines light on the things that an HSP absolutely needs in order to feel her best or his best. So let's get into these things. Since we live in such a go, go, go world, it is really crucial. Now here's the thing, even if you're not a highly sensitive person, these things need to happen. But I will say, if you are an HSP, if these things don't happen consistently and we start to kind of fall off, they will really, really determine the quality of your life. So if you are struggling with things like anxiety, depression, exhaustion, fatigue, these are going to be the really important things that are probably not happening on a consistent basis. Number one is gonna be sleep. Now, I know for me, being 42, being a female, it is becoming more difficult for me to get a really good night's sleep. And I used to be able to go to bed later in the night and just really work on six hours of sleep, which I know sounds horrible. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that I wholeheartedly need to go to bed earlier and I need to get a minimum of eight hours of sleep, if not nine. Nine, I tend to feel my absolute best, but even seven right now is not something that I can really do consistently and feel my best, really. So sleep is really, really key. The reason why this kind of like rest and downtime is so important, I mean, obviously we know that like sleep is important, but I want you to like take a step back for a second. Your nervous system is already sensitized. That's what makes you a highly sensitive person. And because you were born this way, that means that we are constantly picking up every little subtlety. We are constantly, this brain is constantly going, this nervous system is constantly feeling. And if you don't know how to kind of stop, find more balance in your life, get proper sleep, you're not going to be able to sustain yourself. And this is usually where the anxiety and the depression come into play. The next thing that is really huge for a highly sensitive person, and you get to determine what this looks like for you, and that's going to be exercise. Exercise, I can't even stress this. And I really wish that I would have known 
how truly important exercise was or is for you even when I was younger, but exercise is a key thing that you have to bring into your day-to-day -day life. Now it can look different for everyone. This is not about working out seven days a week. This is not about, you know, climbing mountains every single day in the woods somewhere. This is just about do, moving your body to release any toxic negative blot energy that's living inside of you and to really get those neurotransmitters kind of flowing. So we want to have way more endorphins, feel good, happy hormone um, that we need in order for us to feel our best. And I think it is really important in this day and age since life is so go, go, go. And there are so many stresses and so many demands that life puts on us and that we put on ourselves that we learn how to kind of like get that energy out and like start again. When we don't do those things for ourselves, this is really where stress starts to build up. This is really where anxiety forms. And then of course we all know that just, you know, snowballs into a really big mess. When you start to get your heart rate going and it's beating faster, you are essentially giving yourself or sending more oxygen to the brain. And when that happens, it kind of like stabilizes your mood. Like I said, it helps produce more. Makes you feel a sense of release after you do it. It is so incredibly fundamental. So if I could say for 23, you know, not just a new year's resolution, just to find things that will allow you to move your body, whether it's yoga, whether it's Pilates, whether it's doing a class in your home, you don't need a gym membership, but when you really start learning how to love yourself and parenting yourself, you have these disciplines and you do them. Again, we don't have to do them seven days a week, but determine what is an achievable goal for you, even if it is one day a week. Start with that, but it has to be something that you do consistently. And the more you do it, you are gonna start to get an itch for wanting to do it more because you're going to actually start to feel good. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get to the point where we actually crave something and now that becomes the new addiction. A huge reason why a highly sensitive person is struggling with anything, exhaustion, fatigue, anxiety, depression, like whatever it is that you're struggling with, a big reason for this is because you are not giving yourself what you need. So you are too much go, 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 and you are not pausing throughout the day to actually say, hey, what do I need right now for me to feel my absolute best? You have not started parenting yourself. I talk about self-parenting so, so much because it's such, I mean, it is mental health, regardless of being a highly sensitive person, is something that you were supposed to learn how to do for yourself. It's something that you have to do for yourself every single day. You parenting yourself will determine the foods that you eat, whether or not you get rest. And, and the analogies that I like to tell my clients to make this like really easy to understand how to do this for yourself is you are basically babysitting yourself. So if you opened up your front door and there was a five-year-old there, a two-year-old there, a 14-year-old there, whatever age child, but a small child, your job is to babysit that child and you would never just go in the other room all day, work eight hours and never bother to kind of peek your head in and number one, make sure they're doing okay. Ask them questions. What do you need? How do you feel? What do you want to do today? How do, you know, a babysitter or a parent is so, so inquisitive of how the child is doing to make sure that the child actually feels good and is doing well. And guess what? that's your responsibility. That's what you're actually supposed to be doing all day for yourself. You're not supposed to be just go, 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 go. That's not healthy. It's not sustainable for anyone. 
you're supposed to pause throughout the day and just determine, hey, how are you feeling? What do you need? How can I take the best care of you? And giving yourself the things that your internal compass or guidance is telling you that it needs. So if it needs a break, it needs to go take a break. If it needs better foods, it needs to go eat. If it needs to take a nap, it needs to take a nap. So learn how to balance life a little bit better. And it doesn't matter what your situation is, we can all do this better. And even though you have responsibilities and you have kids, I mean, I've been a single mother and I totally understand that between work, being a mother, um, it's just, it's, it's hard to find those times where we can just stop, but it is a little bit of an excuse in a way. And here's why. Do the dishes need to get done? No. Does the laundry need to get folded? No. Can I sit and be with my kids? Yes. Can I, you know, not play with them right now and go give myself a little tubby? Yes. Can I eat better foods? Yes. So it is all a matter of what is the priority to be able to avoid the things like stress and fear. Even little things like drinking more water, which has been on my 23 list of things that I need to start doing more for myself is making sure I'm hydrated. I mean, this is just across the board regardless of age, but I definitely have found that I'm getting older that I can't do the things that I used to do if I don't take care of myself. I think when you're a little younger, you can kind of like power through and maybe you're not taking the best care of yourself. I mean, look, I mean, remember in our 20s when we were going out Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, and then all of a sudden it was like just Friday night or just Friday and Saturday, and then it went just to Friday or just to Saturday. Like we have to be able to determine that like life's changing and things are changing and the more responsibilities will come more stress and we have to start incorporating other things into our life, healthier things that allow us to take the best care of ourselves. Like in the morning, the minute I get off, get my son off to school, I don't have my first call for like at least an hour to maybe even two hours and I give myself that time to start my day. I relax, I ease into my day, I make breakfast or I'll work out, I'll do different things, but that is my time to determine, so I can actually be my best rather than having this like hustle and go, go, go mentality. So for you, even though you would like to stay up till midnight and just scroll on Instagram or TikTok, maybe it is about giving yourself more of a self-discipline to say, I need to close my eyes at nine o'clock because I know me at this stage of my life, if I shut my eyes at 8.30, I'm out. <laughs> I can actually fall asleep at 8.30 like I used to do when I was eight years old. So if that's what I need though, then that's what I need to give myself. And so it is a matter of making yourself more of a priority so you feel your best. So I hope this video has helped you and I hope it gave you some really simple, but yet I know not easy things to start incorporating into your day-to-day -day life, but things that absolutely do need to happen for you to feel your best. So I'll see you guys next week.